You are listening to the Bozeman United Methodist Church Sermon Podcast. Every Monday morning, you can catch up on the previous Sunday sermon or ones you've missed from the past. You can find out more about us at bozemanumc.org or on our Facebook or Instagram page. We appreciate you listening. Don't forget to share with a friend. What a beautiful morning filled with music and joy, amen? Amen. What a beautiful morning filled with music and joy, amen? Amen. There you are. Well, good morning. Well, we continue on in our sermon series, The Wonder Women of the Bible. And over the last couple of weeks, Pastor Mel has brought us stories of some of the wonder women found in the Hebrew Bible. Stories of women who made significant impacts in the world around them. And so far, we've taken a look at a couple of ladies from the book of Judges. First, we heard Deborah's story. Deborah was the only female judge as well as a a prophet, which are two very unheard of things for her time. Deborah had a significant influence as she led God's people into battle. And then last week, we took on Jael and her epic story of of winning that battle against the Canaanites, a story that was full of twists and turns and tent stakes. I know, all kinds of fun. And these two women, Deborah and Jael, they come at a pivotal time in the history of the Hebrew people. And not only do they have significant influence, but they lead God's people through a time of war. And then today... Today, we turn a few pages, and we skip over to the New Testament, and specifically, we find ourselves in the Gospel of John. And see, I, I love John's Gospel because I love the way that the writer portrays Jesus. See, in John's Gospel, Jesus gets rights to work. Whereas in Matthew and and Luke, there's a lot of historical setup. There's genealogies and birth narratives. There's there's baptism and fasting in the wilderness. and, And then Jesus gets to work. But in John's gospel, right away, Jesus calls the disciples to follow him. Then they go to a wedding where Jesus turns water into wine all in chapter 2. And, and in, by the time we get to chapter 3, the Jewish religious leaders send Nicodemus in the, in the dead of night to go and figure out who this Jesus is because his reputation precedes him. And after Jesus and Nicodemus chat about salvation and the love of God for all people, Jesus and the disciples, they leave. And they make their way to Judea where Jesus starts baptizing people. And the word is beginning to get out about Jesus. People are starting to show up in in droves to hear his message of God's love and grace for all people. And in return, they respond and they're baptized. Then Jesus and the disciples, they leave Judea and begin to travel to Galilee. And it's an important little bit of a geography that you need to know today. Here on the map, it's kind of small, I'm sorry, but you can see the region that we're talking about, that little circle at the bottom there, that's Jerusalem, and all the way at the top, uh, where that little blue spot is, is the Sea of Galilee. And that stretch of land is about 120 miles. And with that 120 miles, we find three regions, 
Judea, and Galilee. But smack dab in between the two of those is this place called Samaria. Dwight Yoakam would say that Samaria was a thousand miles from nowhere. I tried. I tried. Thank you. He was in town yesterday at work. I don't know. <laughs> See, the Jews and the Samarians, like Pastor Mary Emily said with the kids, they're not friends. And they haven't been friends for a very long time. In fact, in John's Gospel in chapter 4, verse 9, there's parentheses that, that says the Jews and the Samaritans did not associate with one another. It was important for the person who wrote that down to include that thought. Remember, they're not friends. This is important. And because of that, they would, the Jews, when they would travel from Jerusalem to Galilee or Galilee to Jerusalem, they would go around Samaria. They wouldn't even walk through. See, if you go straight through the middle of Samaria, it's about a three-day trip walking. If you go around, it turns into a six-day trip. And so their dislike for one another important to remember that. They were willing to go out and around just to avoid any kind of interaction with each other. And that sets the scene for our Wonder Woman today. See, the Pharisees, they get wind that Jesus is baptizing a bunch of folks there in Judea. And, and Jesus, wanting to avoid any kind of trouble at this point, gathers up the disciples and they head back north to Galilee. But instead of going around Jesus is very intentional, and he has them travel through Samaria, which on the surface level seems like Jesus is maybe in a hurry. The, the Pharisees and the religious leaders, they're getting wind of him, and maybe he wants to get out of town. And so they go up through the middle, but they don't travel quickly through, working to avoid anyone. Yet, Jesus is very intentional about his travels especially through Samaria. And he finds himself midday, tired and thirsty, and so he stops at a well. A well that dates all the way back to Jacob. And from stage left comes this Wonder Woman today. A Samaritan lady who comes to draw water for herself and her community. And Jesus asks her for some water. And the Samaritan woman, she's surprised. Why are you asking me? I'm a Samaritan and a woman. Why are you asking me for water? Those are two big customary no-nos. And then Jesus flips it around as Jesus often does, and he tells her, if you recognized who was asking you for water, you would be asking me. You would be asking me to give you some water. And she says, where are you going to get this living water? Not here, because this is a well that Jacob gave us. We know about this well. You don't have a bucket. and The well is very deep. Are you telling me you're better than Jacob? And Jesus responds, everyone who drinks from this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks from the water I give will never be thirsty again. The water I give will become in those who drink it a spring of water that bubbles up into eternal life. And our Wonder Woman doesn't waste any time. She promptly asks Jesus, where is this water? Please give me some so I never have to come back here. She doesn't quite get it yet. 
She still thinks that Jesus is offering her water from the well, and Jesus asked her, go get your husband. And she says, I don't have one. And Jesus says, I know. You've had five. And the guy that you're currently with isn't your husband. It's your partner. And Jesus has no prior relationship with this Samaritan woman. Other than being Jesus, there's no way that he would know her relationship history. And the woman immediately recognizes that Jesus is a prophet. That this person before is a prophet, that he knows all of the things about her. And then Jesus begins to unpack God's love and grace for all people. Hear it again. Jesus said to her, believe me, woman, the time is coming when your people will worship the Father, neither on the mountain nor in Jerusalem. You and your people worship what you don't know. We worship what we know because salvation is from the Jews. But the time is coming and is here when true worshipers will worship in spirit and truth and the Father. The Father looks for those who worship Him in this way. God is spirit and it's necessary to worship God in spirit and truth. And the woman says, I know the Messiah is coming, the one who is called the Christ. And when he comes, he will teach us everything. And then Jesus responds in a way that he doesn't really respond in any of the other gospels. Anytime people recognize Jesus as Christ in the other gospels, he says, don't tell anyone. And here Jesus says to her, I am. I am the one who speaks with you. I am the Christ that you're talking about is what Jesus is saying. And then the disciples arrive and they're shocked. They're shocked that Jesus is talking to this woman, but they don't ask any questions. They didn't ask, what do you want? Why are you talking with her? And the woman, she puts down her jar And she goes back into her city. And she said to people, to all of the people, come and see this man who told me everything I've done. Could this man be the Christ? And they left the city and they were on their way to Jesus. Church, I love this story. I love it for a lot of reasons. But for the clear purpose that Jesus is intentionally traveling through a place that everybody else would have gone around. He intentionally travels through Samaria to have this interaction with this unnamed woman who becomes one of the first evangelists of the day, certainly the first in Samaria. And Jesus is clear. Jesus is clear in this interaction that God's love and grace is for everyone. Otherwise, he wouldn't have offered the Samaritan woman any of the living water. See, church, the Jews and the Samaritans, they don't like one another. And for Jesus to go and say, this love from God is also for you is huge. Because Jesus could have simply talked about God's love and grace for all people and skipped this little trip to Samaria as it was customary and moved on. And yet, he's intentional about showing up and showing who he is and showing what he's about. I am the one you're talking about, he says. So much so that the first detailed story of anyone in the Gospels responding, or at least John's Gospel, responding to someone, responding to the living water that Jesus has to offer is the most unlikely of people, our Samaritan wonder woman at the well. 
And she becomes this Wonder Woman today, not because of what Jesus says, but because of how she responds. She, she doesn't just stay there at the well. She doesn't just hold on to that experience for herself. No, she rushes back. She rushes back home to tell everyone. She proclaims it all on her way back. Everybody she sees, we got to go see this guy. His, his name is Jesus. I'm pretty sure he's the Christ. Let's go see. Let's go see. She tells her community. She tells her friends. She tells her family. She tells strangers alike, come and see. And many of the Samaritans in that city believed in Jesus because of the woman's words when she testified. He told me everything that I had done. And so when the Samaritans came to Jesus, they asked him to stay with them. And Jesus does. Jesus stays with the Samaritans for two days. And many more believed because of his word. And they said to the woman, We no longer believe because of what you said, for we had heard for ourselves and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. All because she was willing to go. All because she was willing to share her experience. Our Wonder Woman today teaches us a couple of things. That our stories are important. The ways in which we encounter the love and grace of Christ is at the core of, of who we are. And we need to tell those stories. See, the living water of Christ's love and grace for all people is bubbling up inside of us, just waiting for us to live out our faith in such a way that the world around us would change. And the major thing that the Samaritan Wonder Woman teaches us is that all people are worthy of God's love and grace. That all people are worthy of God's love and grace. And church, I don't know if it's just me, but I have those days where I don't feel worthy of God's love and grace. I have those days where my inner monologue says you're not enough, and I believe it. I have those days where the world around me is telling me I'm not enough, you're not good enough, you haven't done enough, and I believe it. But church, the Samaritan woman teaches us that you are enough, that we all are enough, that you are worthy, that you are loved, that the living water of Christ, that Christ has to offer is bubbling up inside of all people and is for all people, period. And so church, how are we telling our stories? Are we telling our stories? Are we sharing where God's love and grace has been present in our lives and, and changed us? Are we sharing the living water of Christ with others? Are we showing up at the well? And when we do, how do we respond? How do we react when others show up at the well with us? whole lot of questions for us this morning. In what ways is the living water of God's love and grace bubbling up within you? I love that imagery, bubbling up within you. Our Wonder Woman today teaches us that our response to the love and grace of Christ is action. That we aren't just to sit around and hold on to the living water and not share it with anybody else and hopefully not spill it. That's not what we're to do. We're to offer it freely to anyone and everyone. And so church, let's follow the Samaritan Wonder Woman's lead. 
Let us go from this place. Let us share the living water of Christ's love and grace with all people. Let us go from this place and let us live out our faith in such a way that the world begins to change. We pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Bozeman United Methodist Church Sermon Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you can stay up to date on each week's sermon. To find out more information about us, you can go to bozemanumc.org or check us out on our Facebook and Instagram pages. No matter where you find us or connect with us, we pray that you get out there and do good.